people with Call It Out, an online register to expose racism. Stand up, be heard, call it out. Go to callitout.com.au. A 3CR supporter. Green Left Weekly Radio. There's one newspaper that is independent of powerful capitalist interests, and that is Green Left Weekly. It's the people's voice committed to human and civil rights, ecological sustainability, democracy and equality. It presents ideas that the mainstream media won't. Green Left is a leading source of local, national and international news with analysis, discussion and debate to strengthen the anti-capitalist movement. It helps expose the lies of the capitalist press and puts the voices of the marginalised and the oppressed at the centre of fighting for a better world and helps us understand the political developments unfolding around us. Good morning, listeners. You're listening to Green Left Radio, and you're joined today by myself, Jacob Andwafer, as one of your presenters. And and I'm here too, Chloe. Good to be back. Good morning. And before we begin, uh, we'd like to start by recognising that we are meeting on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung, the rightful sovereign owners of the land. This land was stolen. It was taken by brute force. They never ceded sovereignty, and the colonization of their land continues to this day. And that struggle for First Nations sovereignty is deeply connected with the struggles against racism and border imperialism that we're all living with today. And as socialists, we pledge to actively support decolonization, uh, whether it's in Black Lives Matter, Invasion Day, Black Debts in Custody or Stolen Generations campaign or any campaigns led by Indigenous Australians. And this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So how are you, Jacob? Well, how have you been, um, Chloe? Because um, this is your first time being mm. back on the program um, since we got back in January. Um, Chloe was actually away in Spain for a number of weeks for the holidays, um, but also I think yeah, she didn't, um, she has, she's actually been back in Australia for a number of weeks, but hasn't just come back and hasn't quite come back into the program until now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nice being away, but it's also good to be back. I caught a really bad virus on the plane back. Um, and yeah, I've just, I've just gotten over it. So I hope you don't hear me coughing, <laughs> but yeah, I'm better now. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was good to be away. How, you, how have you been? Oh yeah, been all good. I mean, we've been, we've been doing we've been keeping this program going for every, yeah. every week. So yeah, I don't really have much kind of to say, uh, <laughs> other than I'm just thinking about what the things that we want to kind of discuss mm. this week. Yeah, we've uh, got some good guests coming on the show as well. Maybe we should um, just tell tell people who we've got lined up for the show. Yeah. So um, for the um, for the first part of the program, I was going to play a recording of a uh, public forum. Um, basically, it's going to be a speech from Mark Gillespie, um, a seminator and, and um, Sydney Declaration of LGBTQ plus rights project activist. And this is from a public forum that was um, hosted by Green Left in Sydney on February 28th that highlighted the ongoing struggles by LGBTIQ radical activists in a highly corporatized world pride. Um, we were going to play that last week, but we didn't, and we ended up finding 
there was too much news to sort of cover between me and Zane last week. Um, and then we're going to be, um, because um, the issues of trans rights is actually a big issue and Green Left is actually going to be organising an upcoming forum on titled Fighting for Trans Rights today, challenging the right-wing hysteria. We're going to be speaking with one of the speakers from that forum, um, who is Chloe Holmes, who is a trans justice advocate. And... And, and then, then, yeah, I think the, the last guest is um, Yasser, who was a refugee and who's just been he's been attending the protests in Canberra. So we'll look forward to hearing from Yasser. That would be our last interview. Hmm. Now, I want to get um, and also we'll get to sort of cover some news. Um, so probably we want to cover, I guess, uh, some important kind of headline news for the for the first part of our program. And I guess. Some of us, um, some of the lis- uh, listeners might have um, seen that um, the Sydney Morning Herald, and I think by extension the Age, because the Sydney Morning Herald is essentially, in a sense, it's like the, it's basically the Sydney version of of the Age. Um, you know, had a very, it, it was a very alarming, quite uh, quite an alarming thing that they had put um, that they put on the front cover. But this has been a kind of regular kind of part of our program. But we've been Green Left, um, Green Left Radio and Green Left by extension has very much been attempting to cover and respond to this whole kind of shiner threat kind of discourse. Basically, there's a, a clear kind of deliberate kind of attempt by, you know, Western governments to drum up this kind of fear, um, um, against, against China, especially in terms of China's kind of economic kind of advance. And in, and in a sense, there, this editorial by the Sydney Morning Herald, um, was titled, Australia faces the threat of war with China within three years, and we are not ready. Now, to give a bit of a, a short kind of summary, basically this report is um, is the product of um, of of by five so-called security um, experts, and the report is titled Red Alert. Now. The main kind of argument that this makes, and of course there's another article that kind of goes into um, into into a sort of another thing, but we probably won't have t- necessarily time to kind of go into that. But basically, what this what this um, report w- essentially tries to argue is that Australia fra- faces the threat of war within three years, and that we are not ready. Um, they even attempt to kind of make this argument that you know not even the government is willing to is willing to acknowledge the the serious threat that China represents. Now, to give up, you know, for Green Left and 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 all left and and even Free CR, we're we are completely opposed to this idea um, of of any kind of war um, war against China, and in fact, I think that this article. Is this article that the Sydney Morning Herald has published is, I think it is quite, it is quite disgraceful, I think, in a lot of ways, because it is essentially trying to push, deliberately kind of push a, a, a open warmongering line, and it's kind of, and it's a deliberate kind of political attempt to drum up fear against China. And I guess it's, it's attempting to kind of soften, um, people to the idea of a war against China. And of course, this current kind of China kind of threat discourse is very rampant by all um, the Western governments. In fact, this is a this this is the basis for um, for the formation of the Quad. Um, it's a it's a it's the basis for the formation of AUKUS. Essentially, you know, the um, Western imperialist governments like, such as um, the United States and, and Australia and so on, they're feeling threatened by um, China's kind of economic sort of growth, and and they're essentially. What their their goal is to is to essentially contain China at any cost, mm. 
And, you know, there's a lot, there's a, a another kind of argument that's obviously being put forward is the kind of liberal media is attempting to kind of shine, put forward this argument that, you know, the reason why we have to have all this sort of military, um, we have all this military spending <coughs> and why we have to be prepared against China is that China represents a fundamental threat to um, our democratic values. Um, and I think, you know, there's a, a kind of lot to kind of unpack there, but... I think mm. the, 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 the thing to note is obviously, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, for Green Left Radio, I mean, Green Left, you know, we're, we're not, we're not defenders of the Chinese government. We acknowledge that, you know, it is a, it is an autocratic kind of state. Um, it has, it's quite repressive in a lot of ways. And of course, that's why Green Left was actually at the forefront in one of our previous programs. We covered the protest movement, um, that emerged in, um, in December last year. But I think when it comes to the kind of warmongering that is coming from our Western governments, we should just reject outright any of the this whole fear of China kind of campaign because it's all because ultimately it is it is it is rooted in a, in it can it's rooted in both racism but it's also rooted in you know an attempt it's an attempted it's a propaganda attempt at trying to kind of drum up this idea that we should have war um, against China and. I think you know. I think as social um, as socialists, we have an analysis that we would argue that the primary aggressors in this new war, Cold War in our region are the US um, and its allies, including Australia. At the um, it's 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 ultimately the United States that is building up this mm. massive military buildup um, against China in the South China Sea. Um, it is ultimately the fact, it is ultimately a fact that, um, the United States has more than 350 military bases globally around the world. Um, it is also, we also know that, you know, as socialists and left-wing people, we know that the United States is, is while they talk about liberal democratic values and so on, they're more than willing to inflict violence on, on many parts of, of the global south, including from their invasions and, um, their interventions in Libya, um, Syria, Iraq and Afghanistan. So I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't kid ourselves that, you know, we shouldn't kid ourselves that the United States and Australia are representing some bastion of liberal kind of democratic kind of values. And also, I think, you know, at the same time, obviously one of the kind of things that is happening obviously in the background here is there is a suggestion, um, that, um, China is potentially is trying to, is, is trying to forcibly integrate Taiwan into the People's Republic of China. Now, I think as, as socialists, we definitely would be, we would be opposed, um, opposed to China undertaking, um, undertaking that action. Um, and I think we, we should be, and, and we should be committed to supporting any, um, we should be committed to stand up against any kind of tense. But at the same time, we shouldn't be actually, we shouldn't be getting behind the kind of US sort of militaristic war drive who are actually trying to use that as a pretense for a war against China. Because I think one thing to note is a war against China actually has far more serious ramifications beyond, um, beyond, uh, beyond, uh, beyond a conflict. It is, it could set the, it's, it could set the foundation for a world, an outright world war. And I think we should be rejecting any sort of suggestion that we, we, um, we engage in that. In fact, ultimately, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to this, we should be campaigning against any increased military state spending by our Western, um, states. We should be, essentially, we should be cam, we should be campaigning for diplomacy. We should also be camp, um, campaigning for 
um, for the West to actually abandon its its militaristic aims uh, against China, because in, in a sense they're the they're the primary kind of aggressors, I guess, in this conflict. So I think this is um I think yeah it's very I think it's very troubling that the Sydney mm. Morning Herald is um pushing this line. The fact that they're attempting to go beyond what the government is even prepared to say, although I am aware that the Albanese government is going to be um, releasing a defence view of you quite soon. In fact, that's the context for why they've kind of put out this um, this material. But I think you know, we essentially should we should be campaigning against any any sort of suggestion. And I think this is going to be an ongoing this is going to be an ongoing fight for the left um, to campaign for for peace. Um, and we should absolutely reject any kind of idea of a war or direct conflict with China. Mm, yeah, well put, Jacob. I mean, it is pretty scary how the media publications like the Sydney Morning Herald, um, they know how to scare people, but it's it's like kind of entertainment almost, um, scaring people into thinking that China is this huge threat and, you know, the motives behind that, these lies. And that headline, the first 72 hours, how an attack on Taiwan could rapidly reach Australia. I mean, that is very deceitful. Um, it definitely goes further than the government's hypocrisy and you know, just yeah, trying to make readers think that we need to prepare for war. And then there's this, I don't know if people have had a chance to see this article, but the picture in, in it shows the Australian continent. It's shown in like a sea of red and it's surrounded by military bases. And, you know, I mean, we should be more worried about what we should all be doing um, to unite everybody to fight against global warming. And how is this going to happen if billions of dollars are going to be squandered to fund the military. I mean, it's just going to be impossible. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and that's all... why it's so important to support um, outlets like 3CR and Green Left. I mean, we are anti-war, anti-imperialist. Um, we tear apart some of the lies of these awful publications. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's just a, a bit of, a, I guess, our kind of initial kind of response mm. to this kind of Sydney Morning um, Herald kind of piece. And I think, yeah, the message is quite clear. I think we need to be opposed to any sort of militaristic drive um, against China. And, and we need to build the anti-war movement here. We need more people in the streets. Mm. And there is actually going to be an anti-war protest on the 18th of March. Um, at I think it's going to be at 1pm at the State Library. And one of the kind of important things that this protest is going to highlight is get, it's also going to be highlighting um, the, inva- um, the protests against the invasion of the Iraq War. Um, and, and basically, I think we're getting to the 25th or the 20th... Um, what, what's the anniversary of the invasion? I think it's the 20th or it's been... Yeah, I think it's Ooh, around that date. But anyway, it's the anniversary of of the, the US invasion of Iraq and, of course, which was met with mass opposition. And I think we're going to have to build... If, it, if, if the government even goes forward with this of building some kind of direct co- military... twenty twenty twentieth twenty 20th. Um, direct confrontation with China. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to have to be prepared to build the biggest... Um, a mass a, a mass movement to oppose this at any cost. All right. Well, um, we might finish this kind of discussion now. And But, yeah, this is definitely going to be an important topic that we're going to be following up and potentially doing some interviews with um, other with um, people who are kind of following this issue very closely because there is a lot of layers to kind of discuss to this issue and we haven't even necessarily gone to it. And, in fact, 
the main message we just wanted to sort of give, I guess, a bit of a political message in response to the fact that this is, I think, a very irresponsible kind of article. Um, and yeah, we basically got to argue against this militaristic drive that's coming from from our um, from our um, from our media from the media mainstream media outlets. Now, I'll just go play a quick announcement. Um, you are listening to Green Left Radio on FreeCR eight five five AM. If you or someone you care for is struggling with a mental illness or other disability and you need someone to talk to, you can call the Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends and carers. We're here to talk if you are feeling socially isolated, seeking information about mental health or mental health services, or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9am to 9pm, excluding public holidays. So if you're struggling yourself or are struggling to help someone else, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. That's 1300 111 500. Wellways supports 3CR. Solidarity Salon, home of Radical Women and Freedom Socialist Party, has moved to Reservoir. We are a socialist, feminist bookshop and organising centre eager to collaborate with a diversity of optimistic rebels. All gender identities welcome. We're at 113 Spring Street Reservoir, near Regent Station. Drop in or get contact details at socialism.com. Solidarity Salon is a proud 3CR supporter. Okay, you're listening to Green Left Radio on FreeCR 855 AM. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be playing a bit of a song, um, that is actually from, um, Matt Ward's, um, tell, 10 new albums to put the world to rights. And basically you can find this album wrap up in, um, in, um, the pages of Green Left. And, but I'm gonna be playing this, um, track from, um, it's from Howl, Meow, um, or, I don't know how to pronounce, I don't know, it's, um, M-H-A-O-L, and it's from their album Attach, um, Attachment Styles, and the song that we're gonna be playing is Board of Men.
that you're just listening you're just listening to um um board of men by whale which is spelled m h a o um m h a o l um and they are basically a post punk band um and this is from their album attachment styles now we're going to play another kind of recording um i was just going to play a quick announcement um you're listening to green left radio on freecr 855 am 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. All right, you're listening to Green Left Radio on 3CR 855 AM. Now, we're going to play a recording from um, a forum that was hosted by Green Left titled um, Highlighting Ongoing LGBTIQ Struggles at World Pride. And this is going to be a talk by Mark Gilsby, who is a 78er and Sydney Declaration of LGBTQ Plus Rights Project activist. So, yeah, hope listeners enjoy. You're listening to Green Left Radio on FreeCR 855 AM. plus campaigner who helped the gender transition leave campaign in that branch so let's take it away mark okay thank you uh, rachel i acknowledge we're on gadigal land as we meet tonight and i'm very proud to be on this panel um, and um, as a 7080 you might expect tonight that i might talk about the past but i promise you and you'll be relieved i'm more interested in the current days and the future than talking about the past. Um, and I, I'll just start by saying, uh, I think it was five years ago with my good friend and fellow 78er, Gay Egg, we were joking that every time Mardi Gras comes around, we 78ers are going to be wheeled out as kind of like dinosaur relics, um, as evidence of long past battles. And uh, essentially what will be reduced to being is mere museum exhibits. Mm. Um, and this is something that uh, all of us 78ers really do, just do not want to happen. Um, but what I would like to say too, just going back to the first Mardi Gras, is that um, when we did stand up and re- resist the onslaught of the police in King's Cross that night, in June 1978, Yes, I think we're very proud of the fact that it has sparked a revolution. But what we didn't realise might happen is that people might think that the revolution had already been been won and that now Mardi Gras would become simply a celebration and have the mistaken belief that, that all is good in the world because we've, we've reached you know, this state of nirvana, as some people might um, want to feel they are living in at the moment. Um, So what I'd like to do instead um, tonight is I'll just identify some of the threats and dangers that are facing our queer communities, both in Australia and globally, 
and maybe how queer activists uh, might be able to stand up once we identify these challenges, how to stand up to them and where some of the contradictions and the issues lie that we've got to deal with over the coming years. So, um, uh, just allow me though first to just give you a little assessment of the Mardi Gras parade on Saturday night. I wasn't feeling well, so I saw the whole um, march on ABC television. And, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful spectacle. So many community floats. It's a tremendous thing. There was a little bit of political sort of commentary. Pride in protest uh, float was part of that. On the side of the 78ers bus, we had Russia out of Ukraine in very large letters and so on. But my assessment of that parade for World Pride is that it was a disappointment because here was an opportunity that we had to speak truly to the rest of the queer world. But I think we really missed that opportunity because we didn't seize the moment on all of the issues confronting the real life issues, life and death issues that are fronting LGBTQ plus people all over the world. Um, we wanted to see more representation of our multicultural queer groups. There were some which was good, but not to the extent that World Pride would warrant for us. One little uh, clip from the ABC coverage that got through that I enjoyed. Amongst the Chinese queer group, the ABC camera just picked up for long enough a handwritten sort of poster on the side which read, Chinese queers stand with Russian queers and Ukrainian queers. Oh, nice. uh, but it was a fleeting little moment, but that's the sort of spirit that I wanted to see more of right across this parade. Um, particularly reaching out to continents such as Africa, which is so often forgotten. African people are looking to us, you know, the people in the Pacific and so on. Uh, another little story before I go on to look at the challenges though, and this is a story about um, Qtopia, the new queer museum. At the opening of um, World Pride, a couple of weeks ago at the town hall, the gossip all was that that morning, Murdoch had given a million dollars to this new museum, and people were coming up to me at that event saying, Yes, have you heard? Murdoch has given, you know, a million dollars to us. What's going on, you know? And um, so, as it happened, the next day I ran into um, the CEO of Qtopia Museum and uh, also uh, the great footballer um, who, who, were, who were together in the museum and I had a chance to question them about this donation and they justified it and, and were able to say, you know, you know we're, we're taking their money but we're, we're not beholden to them and so on. But this issue came up really clearly through that incident. This way that we can easily be bought off um, with money and that money still 
uh, has influence over our society. Then the next day, I, I went back to the little rotunda at uh, Green Park, and uh, there was an impromptu sort of meeting, some high-flying people, including other Qtopia board members, and we had an impromptu uh, discussion in the round. It was quite wonderful. It was spontaneous. And I, I took the opportunity and I spoke because it was in the wind then that the old Darlinghurst police station would be the new venue for this new Qtopia queer museum. And I spoke in some detail about what I call police-induced trauma. It's a particular syndrome, if you like. It's a particular area that hasn't been studied enough, but really important to our community and to other marginal groups that we ally ourselves with, such as sex workers and others uh, on the margin. So I told this story and I said, no, we're not going to move into that bloody police station. I was there on the night, you know, and I heard the cries. We're not going to move in there. If we want to reclaim a site of our oppression, we only reclaim it if we do it with intent, you know, with purpose. It has to be claimed, reclaimed. But the whole sense that I was getting from this, this um, uh, Qtopia um, committee was that we would ease on down and we'll fit into that, you know, that building, and that will be the site of our of our new museum. Um, and following me was a flamboyant man, my age, um, very famous, well-loved man who lived his life in the bars, um, and um, he, um, the night of the, the first Mardi Gras, he was one of those who would have come out and but in his own way a real hero, but he would have come out in 78 and said to us marching in the street, get a life, you rat bags. What are you doing out in the street? All you do is protest. Get a life, you know. Um, this was the attitude of a, a lot of our people then, queer people, uh, and probably he was one of them. And he told lovely stories at this little gathering at the rotunda there in Green Park. And uh, amongst his stories were people he'd slept with and um, famous people and, uh, and the Aubrey and Capriccios and every sort of landmark institution of our long Oxford Street history. Wonderful guy. Um, really, you know, flamboyant and dressed in beautiful colours and all the rest of it. And just at the end of his speech to this little gathering, he said, oh, wait a minute. One day, way back, I think it was in the early 80s, I was wearing hot pink pants, pink pants, um, and I was just finishing my shift at the bar, and I was picked up by the police, and I was put in Darlinghurst Police Station overnight. Mm. And when I got home to my share house in Darlinghurst, all, all my friends I was sharing with said, we don't believe you're in the, in the clink, you've just been out, you know, fucking all night or, or whatever um, and um, so this this for me was a breakthrough in terms of yarning and getting each other to sort of begin to think about things in a different way 
I seeing through his eyes, he's seeing through my eyes. We're both queer. We've got a lot in common, even though we're, we're different in, in, in so many ways. And he said, he come up to me and said later, um, yeah, that's the first time I've ever told anyone since then that I, I, you know, I was in that jailhouse for, you know, overnight that night. So the challenges that we face, I see, I'll go quickly now because I know um, time is, is running, the challenges or threats. I see on the one side there's neo-fascism. This could be called political homophobia and transphobia. So homophobia and transphobia used as a weapon. And we who are queer, we are easy prey. And we can be pawns in big struggles that are going on. In fact, this is what's going on. So this is a real threat. And don't think that it exists only in authoritarian countries. It exists everywhere. Look at what Morrison tried to do with the trans story just not even a year ago in our country. Um, so the threat from neo-fascism, I'll call it, it's kind of like a rolling fascism, as Marsha Gresham, I think the, the Russian academic calls it, a rolling fascism that we've had to deal with all these years now since the 1930s. But on the other side, you've got neoliberalism. We, we used to talk a few years back about homo-nationalism, which the Israelis were the best sort of exemplars of, um, using this progressive sort of front to show the world how wonderful their, and modern and progressive their country was uh, by saying, look, we've got our freedom for our queer people in the streets. Look how happy, happy, happy queer people are in our country while at the same bloody time having, you know, a horrendous apartheid system where Palestinian people are, are, are kept out. Um, so this kind of neoliberalism is much, in some ways, it's, it's a very insidious thing because it can be done in very subtle ways, like the Murdoch story I just told before. You know, that we can easily be sucked in and feel that we're, we're really going to be part of, um, you know, a comfortable bourgeois existence. All we have to do is become depoliticized. All we have to do is to be, I guess, desanitized, if you like. You know, you gays and lesbians and so on, you, you, we're not so comfortable with you. If you become more like us, straights will accept you. So this is the kind of thing that, that is happening, in, particularly in our country at the moment. Back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, when I was young, we fought not just for equality, even though we know that equality is important, we fought for the right to be different. And that's, that's a key point that I'll make. Now, just one third other threat that's really important. I'll say quickly, have I got a minute to go or so? Yep, um, two minutes. I would like to point out in our own nation that the religious right is not done with. Don't ever think that, you know, we've won the battles against anti-human ideologies. 
such as those perpetrated by religious groups. And I'm not picking on Christians. Please, if you're Christian, don't think I'm just picking on you. All three Abrahamic faiths in particular need to be called out equally, in my opinion. And then we need to move on to Hinduism, Buddhism, even. You might wonder why, but I'm saying yes. We have to be wary of these faiths which will always try to um, gain their faith by through fear. And that's where we come in. Because, you know, we're the type of people that um, your parents are going to warn you against. So, here are some of the contradictions now. Um, please, if you're part of Pride in Protest, don't... Um, I'm going to list these quickly. Don't become a slacktivist. I really fear that young people now are going to retreat out of the streets. If you want to protest, yes, online digital po protesting has fabulous opportunities. You know, the, the amount of distribution of information quickly to so many people is wonderful. But don't retreat from the streets. I think it's the streets, as we see in Iran at the moment, where, where we need to make a difference. Um, another key contradiction or point to raise is bringing in the marginal voices and those on the edge. If you look at World Pride, we've failed here. And this is a class issue, I think. You know, people who are on the margins, people who can't afford to get in, there's no accessibility. You know, we're getting back to those issues of class. Homeless people. You know, where is World Pride leadership in calling for housing for homeless queer people? If you go to King's Cross near where I live, half or more of the homeless people are most likely queer from what I can see. And this is this is the worry that I have. Um, and another issue that I would raise here is the human rights work. There are real contradictions here because we live in the anguish of a broken world in terms of international politics. That United Nations that we had for so long as a trusted maybe backstop for our human rights is no longer. We have one member of the Security Council armed to the teeth with nuclear weapons who is invading, you know, a neighbour. And the whole apparatus of that United Nations is now really weakened by what's currently underfoot. Can we trust or believe or should we be working for United Nations sort of human rights work? These are big issues that we're going to have to deal with as we go forward. Police is another contradiction um, that we have to deal with at the moment. I have publicly called for a pause in the New South Wales Police being permitted to march in our parade every year. And I, I do that particularly this year and it was a lost opportunity because that upper house inquiry into hate crimes against gay men in the New South Parliament has provide, provided all the evidence we need to know that we can't trust what the police say. 
we thought we were developing a relationship. We've got GLOW offices. We've had years of, of coordination with them. But we've reached the point now where we've got to say no. That internal racism within the, the force and homophobia and transphobia has to be called out and stopped. And why? what moral right do we have to stand with our Aboriginal brothers and sisters, sister brothers and, and uh, sisters, um, brother brothers and sister sisters, what right do we have to look them in the eye when we know that um, there are continued deaths in custody? Um, so these are some of the issues that, that uh, I will raise for you tonight. Um, and uh, there is so much work to be done. Thank you. All right. You're just listening to Mark Gillespie, um, who is a 78 and Sydney Declaration of LGBTQ plus rights act project activist. And he was just speaking. Um, this is this was taken from a Green Left forum that was organised in Sydney on February 28th, highlighting the ongoing struggles by LGBTIQ radical activists in a highly corporatised um, pride. But you can actually see um, the rest of the. You can actually have a, um, a check of the rest of the, um, the public forum if you go onto the Green Left um, website on greenleft.org.au and just look for the article titled Forum Highlights um, Ongoing LGBTIQ Plus Struggles at World Pride. So, yeah, I will go just play a quick announcement. You're listening to Green Left Radio on FreeCR 855 AM. I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear. All right, you're listening to Green Left Radio. And before our second interview of the program, I thought we would play a quick song. So we're going to play another song that's from Matt Ward's um, album wrap-up. And this is from Iris Dement um, from her title song, um, Working on a World. And, yeah, Working on a World, we'll be playing Working on a World by Iris Dement. You're listening to Green Left Radio. Got so down in trouble I nearly lost my head I started waking every morning Filled with sadness, fear and dread The world I took for granted Was crashing to the ground And I realized I might not live long enough To ever see it
Okay, you're listening to Green Left Radio and you're just listening to Working on a World by Iris Dement. And now we are um, joined today by our first live guest. Um, we're very happy to be joined by Chloe Holmes, um, who is a trans justice advocate um, who has also been active in the Victorian Pride Lobby and um, with, the, with the Greens and is going to be speaking at a upcoming Green Left Forum that will be happening on Tuesday, March 14th, titled Fighting for Trans Rights Today challenging the right-wing hysteria. So, good morning, Chloe. Good morning, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Um, so, I guess to kind of start off um, the discussion, um, what can you t- tell us, to give, a, um, give a bit of a guess, uh, from your own experiences and, you know, what you've been sort of campaigning around, what are some of the challenges, I guess, that the trans community faces in Australia? I mean, that's such a broad question to, like, start off with, that it's really, like, there's a lot of issues that come within the community that a lot of people just don't see. Um, so, like, things like mass homelessness throughout the community, um, the wage gap between, you know, trans workers and um, cis workers, um, attempting suicide is a very high rate, almost 50%. Um, and we just don't have the resources in Australia at the moment to really find out where all those issues lie, but um, they're so vast and could be found everywhere. Hmm. Chloe, do you want to ask Oh, yeah. Um, hi, Chloe. It's also Chloe here. Thanks for coming on the show. Just wanted to get some of your comments, uh, also another broad question, but some of your comments on some of the deliberate attacks on the trans community by the right. Yeah. I mean, the right, as we all know, has like, always used someone as their scapegoat to attack on. Um, it's just a way of dividing the community and in reality, like, the things are that there is a whole bunch of distractions from the real problems happening in the world. But, you know, the right the workers, just this week, University of Sydney screwing over their casual workers. Um, we've got sexual assault in their own parliament. And, of course, there's a climate crisis. So, like, it's very... I don't want to say that the attacks on the right, um, attacks from the right on the trans community are solely based on this one issue. But in reality, it's just a symptom of a larger problem. Hmm. And um, Chloe, I guess I mean um, there's um, there's going to be protests coming up against um, Kelly J. Keen Michelle, um, who I think is also no, um, whose kind of main name is Posey Parker. Now she's this kind of um, she's this British anti-transgender rights activist, and she's also the founder of this group Standing for Women. Um, and I guess. There, there have been protests called by um, the queer community and also the activist kind of community. And I guess as, you know, as a trans justice advocate and a member of the trans community, why do you think that it's important that we join, the guess, the protests against it? So, I mean, like, I think it's very much a misnomer to only call her an anti-trans activist, when in reality she's asking for so much more than attacking the trans community. Um so I, I really like to describe her as an anti-women's activist, um, just, you know, attacking the Gillick competency test and wanting to block abortion to, to um, over 16s, wanting to remove the rights of birth control. It's all terrible things. Um, and in reality, she's a classic right-wing grifter. She's just a mouthpiece for the right. And, of course, you know, we can't have that in our society. People don't deserve the kinds of attacks that the right has on people and we don't want to import this kind of hatred from overseas um and so i think that any protest happening in australia 
We need the support of everyone coming together and fighting for the rights of everyone to be equal. Hmm. And um, then I guess the kind of um, I guess what what do you I guess in terms of the kind of a, a bit a bit of I guess a concluding kind of question. Um, what do you think kind of needs to kind of be done to kind of you know what are some of the demands that we need to be kind of fighting for um, for the trans community and the things that will kind of actually contribute towards you know liberation for 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 the trans community from from oppression. Like, I think when a lot of people think about this kind of trans liberation, they see it as, like, a liberation from, you know, the specific gender roles that people have. But it's sort of the the patriarchal escape is really trans liberation. Um, We've seen in the US how many states are taking away the rights of trans people from things like healthcare, which don't really affect other people, which I recommend people check out Erin Reid if they want to find out more about the kinds of horrible things that are happening in the world. Um, states that have done, you know, trans sports bans have resulted in the mass drops of, like, women from sports in general, which is horrible. But in terms of, like, supporting trans people specifically and what we need to do to achieve trans liberation is we can't just sit idly by while trans rights are being taken away, while trans workers are being screwed over, while, like, um, they're all getting thrown in the dumpster... So, like, when you need to support trans people, what we need to do is that you need to ask personally what different people need. Um, we're not just one big, like, single-minded community. We're a big community with all different issues and needs. Um, and so, like, if you can help trans people with housing, work, medical care, it's really important that we get that across because what we really need is comrades, not allies. Hmm. And um, do you have any, um, Chloe, do you have any, guess, any final comments that you'd like to kind of make? Um, I think just, you know, talk to people. Um, there's a lot of, like, things about free speech that the right likes to throw around. But, like, I want to talk to people about what their issues are, what their opinions are. But we can't have people just attacking people over and over again. We need to help people. We need to live in a world where we're free from stigma free from, like, harm, and, you know, trans people are on the lowest rung of society, and so we need to help trans people. All right. Well, thank you very much, um, Chloe, and, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing you um, speak at um, the upcoming Green Left Forum that has been organised, which is titled um, Fighting for Trans Rights Today, Challenging the Right Wing Hysteria, which is going to be happening on March 14th on 6.30pm at the Resistance Centre. Um, So, yeah, thank you very much, um, Chloe, for being on our program. Thanks, Thanks, thanks. Have a good one. All right, so we'll just go play. Um, you're just we're just speaking to Chloe Holmes, um, trans justice advocate, who'll be speaking at an upcoming Green Left Forum that'll be happening on Tuesday, March the 14th. Um, now I'll go. Um, we'll just go play a quick announcement, um, and then we'll go. We'll probably do a bit of a wrap up of the International Women's Day rally protests that have actually happened um, happened around the world, but maybe focusing on the ones that have happened in that happened in Melbourne today. You're listening to Green Left Radio on Free CR 855 AM. Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones including parents, siblings, extended family and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation and provide peer support. 
We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to TransFamily are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. TransFamily is a 3CR supporter. All right, you're listening to Green Left Radio on FreeCR 855 AM. And now I thought we'll spend the next five minutes before we go into the activist calendar um, highlighting some um, some news stories that are um, highlighting International Kind of Women's Day. So many of uh, many people would know that um, FreeCR actually had a special um, live um, 8th of March International Women's Day program. But I'm not sure. I thought we would go spend a bit of time giving a bit of a wrap up of some of the um, some of the protests that have um, that have happened around International Women's Day. Now, Melbourne actually did hold a International Women's Day protest, and it probably attracted up to, you know, probably... Two, three hundred people. Two to three hundred people. Mm. Now, probably not the biggest kind of protest um, that has happened for International Women's Day. Uh, and for a bit of perspective, I think 2016 was when we saw really a really kind of large International Women's Day protest. And I think that was in response to the fact that there was a big mass sort of um, women's rights movement in response to the election of, of um, Donald Trump. And... I, but I thought the protest was still quite, was still quite great in a lot of ways. And a few highlights of the protest to note is, um, there were a good number of unions, um, who were, who were, um, who were, um, who, who mobilized. And, um, probably one significant thing was there was actually quite a large contingent from the Iranian community. I think there was probably up to 50 to 80, um, people who kind of made up the Iranian community. And of course there weren't, um, and I think it, it was definitely quite significant. In fact, one of the kind of prominent slogans at that protest was the sort of woman life freedom. And of course, this is, it, it's in a sense in tribute to the fact that the, you know, women are still the, the, the kind of mass sort of movement in, in Iran is still ongoing and it is still d- demands, I guess, our solidarity. And I think it was very good that I think the Iranian community went out around International Women's Day to link up that kind of issue. And there were also, I guess, a number of other protests um, that ha- kind of happened around the world. I mean, um, Chloe, do you want to sort of um, mention a bit about the Pakistani International Women's Day protest? Yeah, um, yeah. They, I think, that was there was a lot of repression um, against women trying to march on the streets on International Women's Day in Islamabad, and yeah, police did their best to try to stop women from demonstrating. They used shipping containers and um, you know, violence, but it didn't really stop, um, the women. There was, um, yeah, quite a few of them that, that marched, um, despite the police crackdown. So it's quite inspiring to see some of those, um, yeah, those, those pictures, um, this year. They attracted members of leftist parties, cisgender women, trans women, um, and yeah, you can just see like women linking arms and, and, you know, chanting they don't want to give up on equal rights. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you saw any other protests around the world. I haven't really <laughs> looked yeah. at it, but that was, that was probably one of the highlights, I think. There was also protests around, um, in the UK and in parts of Europe and probably sections of those protests actually did highlight, although they weren't like large numbers. In fact, the policy, some of them weren't much larger than what we got in Melbourne, but they, one of the kind of common kind of themes is there was a linking of 
of solidarity with with um, with the struggle of Iranian women against uh, against the kind of Islamic kind of mm. regime. So I think that was also that was definitely quite good. Um, previously, there's been some real in history. There has been there's been very large International Women's Day protests in Spain, um, and yeah. So I think that there's definitely been. I think it was definitely good that they've got good consistent sort of mobilizations and we can hope that there'll be even bigger mobilizations for women's rights and the you know the struggle for women's rights is obviously going to keep going or you know because you know we haven't gotten rid of patriarchy <laughs> or you know we haven't ended things like domestic and sexual violence against women which really devastates communities and we have to all live under capitalism and really that system depends on women carrying out unpaid domestic labor and that is you know we have to remember that's essential for society to continue to function and violence against women it's used as an important tool to continue women's oppression so we you know we got to keep um combating sexism and sexual violence it's a very essential political task in the struggle for a better world Oh. And happy women, happy International Women's Day. Yeah, and I think in other parts of um, Australia, there's actually they're going to be having their International Women's Day protests tomorrow, mm. or I think maybe Sydney's having theirs today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I think it's on Saturday to bring more people to the streets. Yeah, yeah. So some some international. Or I think Melbourne has sort of um, cemented a bit of a tradition of um, having International Women's Day protests on on the the day itself mm. um when previously in previous years um they've often sometimes shifted the event to the weekend to um have uh, allow more people anyway i'll just go play a quick announcement and we'll go on to the green left activist calendar we've got a common enemy the same government that locks up these refugees just behind us here at the Park Hotel is the same government that's going for our rights, trying to attack the very limited gains that casuals have. And so when union activists take up the cause of refugees amongst their fellow workers, it's not an act of charity. It's about building workers' united self-defence mechanism, understanding that we're all part of the same battle. You're listening to Radical Radio on 3CR, 855 on your AM dial, 3CR digital, and podcasting and streaming on 3cr.org.au. All right, you're listening to Green Left Radio on Free CR 855 AM. And now, just to highlight um, some of the events that are going to be happening. Um, that's a bit weird. Uh, I don't know why that... Okay, all good. Um, so, I just want to highlight um, um, one... Um, I'll, um, We're going to read out the activist calendar, but yeah. you wanted to mention a protest that's happening tomorrow, Yeah, right? so there's going to be a protest happening today organised by the Black um, People um, People's Union, um, which is basically been called We Demand More Than Just a Voice, um, a, vo- a Voice to the Parliament, and it's been organised in Melbourne by the Black People's Union in Nam, and it's um, going to be happening at 11am at the Parliament House in Melbourne, and I think it's going to be part of a, of a number of kind of national kind of protests as well. Yeah, and then on Tuesday, March the 14th, we've got a forum uh, fighting for trans rights today, challenging the right 
wing hysteria. That's going to be at 6.30 with a meal from 6 at the Resistance Centre, Level 5, 407 Swanson Street in the city. That's opposite RMIT. And you just heard um, a guest on the show, Chloe Holmes, is going to be a speaker at that event. The next day, Wednesday, March the 15th, we've got a... There's a film screening, 20th anniversary of the huge Iraq war protest in Melbourne. It's going to be at 6.30pm at the new international bookstore, 54 Victoria Street in Carlton. And there's going to be music by Les Thomas and Susie So Blue at 7.30pm. Brunswick Artist Bar, 316 Sydney Road in Brunswick. That's also on March 15th. Thursday, March 16th. It's going to be a book launch, O'Leary of the Underworld, the untold story of the Forest River Massacre. 6 p.m., New International Bookstore, 54 Victoria Street in Carlton. Friday, March the 13th, there's going to be a National Day of Climate Action taking place at the State Library, Swanson Street in the city at 2 p.m. And you can check out the Facebook details for that. And on Saturday, March the 18th, there's going to be a rally, a call for peace, truth, not war, stop AUKUS war lines at 1 p.m. at the State Library. And then we've also got the rally. We were speaking about the protest, uh, protesting the speaking tour of the right-wing UK transphobe Kelly J. Keane. That's going to be at 12 noon. I don't think a, a place has been organised yet, but you can just check out a Facebook event. I think it's been organised by Campaign Against Racism and Fascism. Thursday, March the 30th, there's on uh, that's a Sunday. Oh, wait, no. Thursday, March the 30th to Sunday, April the 23rd. We've got um, comedy with Andrew Hansen. It's called Andrew Hansen is Cheap. It's going to be at the Music Room at Trades Hall. And on uh, Sunday, April the 2nd, there's going to be a Palm Sunday Walk for Justice for Refugees. It's going to be at 1.30 p.m. at the State Library in Swanson Street. And I think that's we've come to the end. Should I read out the... I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, maybe we can sort of... Fin- um, if those are kind of all the events that are kind of happening. Um, possibly just one thing to note is... Um, I like to kind of just make a bit of a kind of plug for Green Left in itself. I mean, Green Left... Um, relies, I guess, generously on the supporters um, to keep it going. It's been going on for more than 30, for, for 30 years. And I guess Green Left has always been committed to sort of bringing, bringing the struggles of, uh, against injustice, any sort of movement, um, any sort of movement for, for, for justice, whether it's First Nations rights, whether it's for housing, whether it's for workers' rights. Green left is always unashamedly standard with the side of the oppressed, and so and same with um, Free CR, which um, which Green left is affiliated of through through this program. And so I like to just make a plug that you know, um, to keep kind of radical uh, media on the air, like um, like both Green left and. Free CR by extension. I can consider becoming a supporter of Green Left. You can become a supporter of Green Left by going on greenleft.org.au forward slash support. Um, and you can also become a Free CR subscriber as well um, by going on the Free CR website at www.freecr.org.au. Actually, I just forgot to mention one more event that's coming up next week on Thursday, 16th of March. We're going to be having a discussion on housing and capitalism. It's going to be taking place at 6 p.m. at the Resistance Centre, which is level 5 uh, at 407 Swanson Street. 
we're just going to be discussing, you know, how the crisis is is getting worse and it is a humanitarian disaster and that, you know, rents have risen by more than 25% um, while wages continue to stagnate. So, yeah, it'll be a, a good discussion to have um, on how it relates to the capitalist system. So I encourage people to, to come along. All right. I thought I might I might play... There's a, a song here that we could play in our dinner set here. I was going to play Always Remember by Drumming Now, and then we'll go on to our next in two for the program. You're listening to Green Left Radio. Ancestors asking many questions What all these lessons I compressed upon Now addresses Fuels tribal addiction guesses Anyone's best guesses Now they got Generations seeking mass convalescence Eucalyptus widow bar DBS shepherds Totems taken with no conscience or questions No concept or consciousness of things before the present Vacuous and empty like the windswept desert Heroin house Under the moon crescent and the noon sunrise Change the present with your range, trauma laden. Generations fed up, but the focus to be better and spot colonial resin. Fermented in these strange weathers. Some seem to get stuck in quagmires. Vision torn and severed, but original lines always remembered. Hold together in the now as we hold on to forevermore treasures. We always remember our. Always remember. Yeah, we always remember our. Divine name change, we arrange strange ways, submerged in haze, gray upon halcyon days, health unseen in the maze, destined two ways, left with the loop and skip frames, top conditions, formulated wild renditions, play victims in written cinematic systems, but they got it all messed up, land covered in division, wild incisions, a carnage of innocent fiction, while just sit and waited for a minute, spirit get to floating, up beyond metropolis, this river locomotion, hear the trick, at least the pain be on the hocus pocus open heart release into the source of and devotion from eons before to the very present moment i just sit and analyze reacquaint and scope but i'm still here trying to stay blessed stand strong as by stress is trickled down a horrific conquest another warrior woman just trying to get rest on this quest the work close eyes focus and catch breath stoke and fire containing ashes from the sacred power with the life dripping down create the spirit lot yes we always remember why, always remember, yeah, we always remember why, forevermore, yeah, we always remember why, always remember, yeah, we always remember why, forevermore, always remember, ancestors, Spirit always remember in the land, always not a nag, not a nag. 
You're listening to Green Left Radio on 3CR, and that was a song by Drumming Now called Always Remember. And we've um, got a guest on the show. His name's Yasser, and um, Yasser joins us after attending the refugee protest in Canberra during the week. Uh, Yasser was a refugee who fled from Pakistan over 11 years ago, and he was detained on Christmas Island and various other detention centres before uh, being transferred to Yonga Hill, and he was released on a bridging visa after four years. Thank you for being our, our guest on the show, Yasser. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much. Yeah, and you're also here with, with Jacob, who's also in the studio. Uh, you just you just got back from a four-day protest in Canberra. Would you be able to tell listeners about that and why the protest was called? Uh, well, yeah, the protest was called for, like, uh, as you saw the previous news which happened, uh, many people got permanent visa. Yep. And there's, and there's most of them who got refused and they're still waiting for 11 years. So we all get together and we had a protest in front of parliament to give us a fair decision because the people who got rejected, they were unfair and already declared by a court, but still we are waiting and there is no hope. So we, we did a, it, it wasn't a big protest. All we just did is to deliver a message to the government. Yeah, no, that that's great. Yes, I, um, you were telling me that there was around 400, 500 people, people there, um, in response to Labor's announcement. I mean, we know it's it's great that um, you know, 19,000 refugees have been just for people who you know haven't really been following. 19,000 refugees have um been accepted to go on or to be transferred on permanent visas, but. It, there are still around 11,000 people who have been left behind. And, yeah, so you're one of those people. Um, as someone who is on a bridging visa, can, would you be able to tell us some of the issues you've experienced and, you know, why it's so important that we keep campaigning for permanent visas? Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of reasons because many of us, we've been here from, like, 12 years. We haven't seen our family and many of us, especially myself. I lost my dad and many family members. I haven't seen them for very long. You know, it's very easy to say 11 years, but it's really very hard. Like, it's been a decade, and we are still waiting, and there is no hope due to this government policy, like they are issuing visa for some of them. And we are, we are all same, but they are giving to some of some of them, but still some of them are waiting and there is no like hope and all this thing. I myself, like I studied and I was planning to start my own business, but I can't see any hope because I can't do anything without permanent visa. And that gets into a question, Yasser, that what do you think about the Australian Labor Party's refugee policy? And I guess... You know, what is your vision of what an ideal humane policy would be? Um, yeah, it, it used to be very good, but so far, like when I arrived here in Australia, uh, the, these policies are really very cruel because even yesterday it happened that there is a people still in Nauru and PNG 
they passed a bill and they can't get to their mainland to Australia. It, it's very harsh. And nowadays, it's really very hard for the in terms of refugee policies. Yeah, it, that um, that's true. Uh, yeah, so Labor has not abandoned its inhumane um, mandatory detention policies or their vote turn yeah. back policies. And you're right, Labor and Liberals voted together against a bill a couple of days ago um, that would have evacuated refugees from PNG and in, in Nauru. And I don't know if you, you weren't on Nauru, um, but you were on Christmas Island. But Nauru is a very tiny, impoverished yeah, you know, island. It's like almost 12 years, and they are innocent mm. people. Like, I know many of them, but they are doing just politics on on the innocent lives. I don't know what they are doing. And it's really cruel policies. And it's good because the protests that you were involved in, um, you're, you're campaigning for quite a few things. You're campaigning for uh, permanent rights, uh, permanent protection, but you're also, you know, we haven't forgotten about the refugees that are still languishing in those prison islands. Um, yeah, which is, yeah, we, we can't forget. for everyone. Whoever is, like, wherever they are, we stand for everyone. Like, we stand for justice. That's right. And it, it's really great that refugees are self-organizing and they're continuing to mobilize. Yeah, so did, did you want to let um, other people, you know, just how can other people help strengthen this movement and show our solidarity? Yeah, that was like our friends, even they are citizens, but they still support us mm-hmm. and in every aspect, like like. I request to everyone, like, if you see the news or anything, so support us in terms of refugee, because as I said, like, it's very easy to stay, like, 10 or 11 years, but it's very hard to live in here without any justice. Yeah, and especially, I mean, you haven't, you yourself haven't seen your family in over 11 years because the visas prevents you from reuniting with your family yeah, and that's the there's situation. a lot like like me there's a lot yeah. there's so many others like me yeah. that's right and i guess this movement really needs to dismantle what is a very racist and illegal system um you know and with the climate crisis as well it's going to mean yeah, the yeah. displacement of millions of more people that's um, right yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Yasa, is there anything else? We're, we're going to wrap up the interview soon, but is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the protests in Canberra? I mean, it's pretty um, amazing that, you know, it, it went on for four days. Um, you know, did any anyone come out and speak? You know, is there anything else you'd like, like to share with us? Uh, thank you so much for for everything yeah i would like to request to everyone to come to the city on farm sunday to join us for the solidarity of refugees um yeah yeah that's all yeah yeah that's great and yeah we'll we'll be trying to build that that rally and thank you yasa for being on the show as as yasa pointed out there are still refugees who are stuck in australia without permanent place to stay um, for refug- we still need to campaign for refugees held in offshore prisons. There are refugees stuck in Indonesia 
uh, refugees unable yeah. to get out of Afghanistan. So we need to keep fighting for refugee rights. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we will. We will. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we hope you get your, uh, you know, some kind of certainty, certainty soon, and you're able to live your life. Um, Without, um, yeah, this kind of uncertainty, certainty that you've been living with for years and years, and yeah, thanks once again for. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Yasser. Thank you. Uh, so you were just listening to uh, Yasser, who's one of the refugees who was involved in the protests in Canberra during the week. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty terrible what's what's still happening. When you think about what they've been through and, you know, they're still on these kind of terrible visas, um, yeah, it's really important to keep strengthening this movement. Okay. Um, so I thought we'd um, maybe spend the last... I'll just play, play a quick announcement and then we'll go into... We'll just spend a bit, a bit of time sort of discussing a few kind of political issues. You're listening to Green Left Radio. You're listening to Green Left Radio on Free CR 855 AM. Now, I thought I'd, um, we could end the program. I was just sort of looking up the kind of headlines, and I thought this was actually quite a good news story that I think needs a good kind of left-wing response. In fact, this will be, I think, the subject, I guess, of analysis um, in, in the pages, I guess, of Green Left. But obviously, at the start of the program, we are kind of talking about, you know, how there's obviously this kind of war drive um, Against against China, and basically we've we've seen the kind of formation of of the Quad, which includes you know um, Australia, India, UK, um, in the United States, basically a kind of militaristic kind of alliance. Now, one interesting kind of development that sort of happened is um, Anthony Albanese actually visited um, India yesterday, um, and even spent some time with um, Prime Minister Modi with. Uh, uh, I spent time with Prime Minister Modi, and it, it was quite an ex- extravagant kind of um, cricket match, actually. And in fact, a lot of progressive um, progressives and in, in the left in India have been very critical of this of this um, cricket game, because I mean, for a lot of for a lot of um, Indians, and you know, oh, and or even just in general for ordinary people who watch sport, you know, we watch sport because we often like we kind of see it as like entertainment you know we don't really see we don't really associate sport necessarily with such high levels of kind of politicization by our politicians and now of course i'm not i'm not just i'm not criticizing sports players and sports stars who might use use it to speak out about politics i'm not i'm not speaking about that but it was quite obvious it was quite interesting how there was this obvious sort of politicization of this major kind of cricket game um in in the context of Anthony albanese's visit and now one of the things now since Anthony albanese has come back from india um, it's now just being reported that our Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has now declared India to be his top-tier security partner. 
And he's basically saying that um, Indian forces will join the massive Talzma Saber War games in Australia this year. And of course, um, Albanese has also confirmed that Australia would this year host the Operation Malabar naval exercises with the United States, India and Japan as all four nations remain intent on boosting um, cooperation. And I think, in a sense... I think this is quite significant. I think this is obviously going to be worthy of guess of more analysis. But I think it just very much shows... I think this actually, in a sense, very demonstrates the hypocrisy of 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 countries like Australia when they talk about, you know, so-called kind of democratic kind of values. In fact, there was actually quite a lot of pressure on Anthony Albanese to actually speak up about, you know, what is Modi's actual record on human rights, especially in the context of... The, the, the treatment of, of minorities and, and of the Muslim community in India. What, there was actually not, um, Alphany Albanese is actually, was actually consistently quite silent on all those kind of questions. But I think this is, I think this does represent a kind of very kind of dangerous and political kind of development. It just shows the increased militarization of, um, of the Australia, of Australia. And I think, you know, we need to, I think it ultimately kind of raises the case for rejecting these sort of militaristic alliances. Um, but yeah, Chloe, did you sort of have any other extra comments to add? Uh, not at this stage. It's pretty embarrassing though to see, yeah, to see these, um, images in the news. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I think we'll, this will, um, this was just an initial kind of response to the news. And I think we definitely need to have more analysis of, what, yeah, what is the nature of these militaristic relationships that Australia is developing with um, India and um, countries like um, and countries like the United States and the UK and the greater kind of quad? And I think you know, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a lot kind of happening in here. And I think all anti-war war actors have to, be, we have to be kind of conscious of of, um, of opposing these kind of militarist, this militaristic push. And the, and the fact that Hindutva fascism is is really threatening, um, you know, the, the world. I mean, it's it is creeping into our society as well. We're well, not creeping in; it's it's already here. <laughs> but yeah, we need to be aware of that. And um, just another thing to kind of note: um, some other kind of news um, stories, just to quickly highlight as well, is um, I, I also want to note. Um, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else. I, actually, I'm not sure what else news stories actually have to cover. Actually, so maybe we can just actually finish off the program a bit early. Actually, just play uh, a song. Yeah, we'll just go play a quick. <laughs> we'll play. But um, you're listening to. But I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning into um for to Green Left Radio this week. Um, and thank stay you tuned. to our guests as well, Chloe Holmes and, and Yasser for coming on the show. All right, so we'll um, we'll talk to you all next week. You're listening to Green Left Radio on Yay. FreeCR 855 AM. This brings us to the end of the show. You have been listening to Friday Morning Breakfast with Green Left Radio, brought to you by Green Left Weekly Newspaper, which brings an alternative source of information that puts people and planet before profit. If you like our work, become a supporter from $5 per month at greenleft.org.au slash support or free call one 800 Arise you workers from the slumbers, arise you prisoners of want. For reason in revolt now thunders and at last since the age of Kant. Away with all your superstitions, serve all masses, arise. We'll change henceforth the old tradition and spurn the dust to win the prize. That's right, the commies are back, reds underneath your beds and that crap.
We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hell. Lots of changes, we need more brothers.